Today is Daf Yemitz Hashem. We learn Daf Dalad, and we begin from the halacha a few lines down from the next Mishnah. It says, "Ein notim yerek betoch sadan shel shikma." So you're not now a sadan shel shikma. After I'm sure in Mishnah you've seen the expression of betulat uh, shikma and sadana shikma. So betulat shikma is when a sycamore tree is it's young, when it's growing. Then what to do? They lop it. They almost like stump it. And the advantage of that is then it starts growing like these beams, like like these long thick branches. And then they use that like for construction. That's and that's where you've got the sudden shell shikma. Uh, it's like stumped, if you like. So if someone plants, you say so you're not allowed to plant a yerek in a, a vegetable in a sudden shell shikma. And that is simply because this is falls on from yesterday's halacha or yesterday's Mishnah. We were talking about uh, kilaim of grafting a vegetable in a tree, tree in a vegetable, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So now it's similarly it says ein, ein mar kivim feigam, which is a ru al kida. Kida Lavana, which is a casia tree. What? Yarak be, uh, Yarak be Ilan. Just do a little mute there. Okay. <coughs> Pardon me. Next. Enotim Yichur, you can't take Yichur, a shoot of, of a Taina, Latoch Chachatsuv, Shehimekiro. Now, this is interesting. You were taking a shoot of a fig, uh, sorry, a fig tree in a Chatsuv. Now, Chatsuv is a plant that you assure was Morish Am Israel. It's a type of Vegetable, it sounds like that they used to, its roots go straight down in the ground. And it's very good for, for, for uh, marking our borders. That's what Yeshua used to mark our borders for that reason. Also, we find that the Gemara says that the Chatzuv Mekateraglem de Rishia, it sort of cuts the legs off those Rishayim because, you know, if you like it, it keeps its own place, it marks off where it is. And that's that. Um, now, what does it mean, Mekiro? It sounds like Mekiro, the way the Marafulda explains it, he explains that uh, it's Lashon Kor that cools it down. That the, it seemed to be that the uh, the uh, temperament or the the natures of a, a tena will cool down a chatzu, which is usually very warm. Biotir. So the two, you would think they would complement one another. However, you're going to run into the issue, issues of kilaim if one would do so. Now this is an interesting one. Let's say someone takes a, a, a grafting of a uh, of a uh, of a vine and he wants to plant in the ground to start another vine. However, and what you want, what one needs to do is they have to provide a lot of water. So what they think the best way of doing that, let's just place it in a watermelon and that will give you a nice store of water to do so. However, that once again is effectively like grafting, if you like, a, a tree inside a uh, vegetable. Um, Next, one cannot place a, a dalar punk inside a chalamit. Chalamit, the translation I have is like a, a mallow of sorts. And that is because that is once again yarek biyarek. Okay, now let's try and understand what the Gemara wants to do here. It says, Reb Zachari Achatne de Reb Levi Bayas, the following question. So the issue we have here is what we'll learn in, when we learn about Kile Kerem. So there are two types of Kile when it comes to general, is, yeah, it, when it comes to grains and like. One is Kile Zerayim, which is just mixed seeds, issues of grafting, things like that. And you also have an issue of Kile Kerem. Kile Kerem is much more Hamur. We'll learn out many laws around it. And now when it comes to Kile Kerem, one of the things is you're not allowed to plant within close proximity to a Geffen, to a vine. Now, if you're talking about a vineyard, it can be Daladamot, which is called Avodata Karen. But even a single vine, you're not allowed to plant within six Tfachim of that vine. Uh, that's like the, it's, that's the issue of that area which you're not allowed to plant. So the question is, is that one second, why are you telling us the case of, of, of um, taking a grafting or a, 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 a shoot of a vine 
and then the issue, the issue, the issue we said is placing that inside a watermelon. What's the issue the Mishnah seems to be addressing? That seems to be one of grafting, meaning you're taking a, you're doing a, a, a etz betocha yerek. But it says mimele even without that, even if you didn't do inside it, you did it next to it within one tefach. You're going to have a problem anyway of natia of planting within next in close proximity to a vine. Why does the Mishnah tell us this issue of grafting with Mimanafshach? Even if there wasn't an issue of grafting, you got the issue of Natiya in close proximity. Okay, uh, fine. So the Gemara says, Amra Diosi Tifta Bama Mikshoresh Lamata Mishloshat Fachim. And you can take out the words Chutz Lashisha, that's what the grad, the, the grad does. In other words, what you can have sometimes is that uh, as if the Shorashim, if the roots are below three Tfachim from the ground, then you don't necessarily have the issue of planting within a vineyard. As we'll see an example in a moment. So in other words, what are we saying here? How could I get around the issue of planting close proximity to a vine? Let's say, for example, this watermelon was placed three tfachim within the ground itself, very, very low down. Okay, and you've got a vine above. That being the case, theoretically, what you have is the roots of this, uh, uh, if you like, of this uh, melon, the watermelon, is below three tfachim in the ground. So you don't have the issue of the planting in close proximity to a vineyard. That's nonetheless what the Mishnah is telling us. You still have the issue of effectively grafting or planting a, a, a etz betocha yarek. That's why we need the case of our Mishnah. So now, as this, the Mishnah is going to explain, where do we see this idea that the sharashim is, as long as they're below three tvachim from the ground, it's not a problem. It says, the roots of a peah. Peah here, the Rosh Surilius says, we see this is some sort of... Um, Whereas he says it's the it's ale the demali lerufuat seems to be have some medicinal purposes we learn in Masechta Shabbos and it's sobin bo adom and it has has a gives a red dye color so it's some sort of matter of sorts so the sharshe peyat says hanechnesin latoch arba amot that go within four amot of a kerem now I said to you if you have an established vineyard not just a single vine the area in which you're not a plant not allowed to plant close to it is dalar amot four amot. So here it says, if the roots of a peah seem to go inside within four amot of a vineyard, however, those roots are lamata mishloshat fachim, but they're going below three tfachim from the ground, then hareya elobutarim, you don't have a problem of kilai. So again, the point of, of, the, of the Gemara doing this is to explain that there, yes, there are two issues at play potentially with the vineyard. As you said, yes, you're not allowed to plant close to a vineyard. But there's as but there are certain circumstances where that problems where that's not a problem. For example, the roots are below three tvachim. So that's why our mission had to bring in the case of this the the um, the shoot of a say a vine placed inside a watermelon. Not when the watermelon is three tvachim above the ground, but if it's mamash three tvachim say below the ground, that's when that issue really is isolated to be one of of notea planting a uh, a vine within potentially a yarak. Okay, that's that Mishnah. If someone, um, he's uh, storing, he's covering it over turnips and radishes under a geffen. Now, you have to remember pre-refrigeration, one way of keeping food fresh or storing it, uh, especially these types of vegetables, was simply by piling them into the ground. However, uh, you, you, at what point is it considered storage and at what point is it considered planting? Now, for, for kilayim, it's very important when it's considered planting because if here, what the mission is saying, if you store it close to a vine, if you don't run into the, you potentially might might or might not run into the problem of kilayim. 
So it says, if some of the leaves are still exposed above the ground, then we say, then it's not a problem. We say, then it's not a problem with kilaim, meaning what's not a problem with kilaim? Let's continue reading. I'll read the If some of the radish say the leaves at the top continue to grow, we don't say that now you've planted something and it's grown within a vineyard. It's not considered kilay kerem. Because you don't, when you're putting these radishes and turnips in the midst of the vine, you don't want it to take root. Also, the way you're collecting it together in close proximity is not in the manner of planting, and therefore it's not considered planting in a vineyard. Okay, it's not an issue of kilai. Despite the fact that naturally maybe some of the leaves have grown and developed, it's not considered zriya. It's not considered you've planted in a vineyard. It's not, you don't run to the issue of kilai. And that's also the basis behind the next few issues as well. Similarly, velo mishum shvit, meaning those leaves that happen to have grown on the radishes and, and, um, and the radish and turnips that you've stored in the ground, we don't say that's gidule shvit. That that, and we'll, we will see what uh, pro- issues may, may apply uh, when it comes to shmita. Also, velo mishum masrot. That's also another important one. Because if you say that that which is growing is considered new, then you may have to do hafrash on those extra leaves that have now grown at the top. So therefore, the Mishnah is saying that it's not even considered growth at all. It's, it's, um, it's not, it's not chayv masrot. And finally, vanitelim b'shabbos. You're even allowed to pull them out of the ground on Shabbat itself. Meaning, it's not considered, in other words, the fact it's stored in the ground isn't considered as if it's planted. Because if it was planted, you'd be over on the issue of toilash, of, of plucking something out of the ground. Here, it's just as if it's stored in the ground and you'd be able to pull them out of the ground. So not only have we mentioned Kilay, we've also run into, into halachas of Shemitah, um, Masrot, and Shabbat, Shabbat as well. But that's all provided what? All provided that the leaves are still exposed. We will uh, continue, we will continue discussing um, this in the Gemara. Let's continue. Hazorea chita or If someone plants one chita and one seura, one uh, kernel, if you like, of, of uh, wheat and barley together, that's already the isur of kilei zraim, meaning planting, uh, mixing uh, the grains together. Have Rabbi Huda no in kilei mesokim ad shi ushtei chitim useura or chita ushtei seurim. You have to have two of one and one or and one of the other, or chita seura vekusmin, or you have to have a chita seura and kusem kusem it's spelled. So in other words, the Gemara is going to address exactly what's behind shi Rabbi Huda, but it seems to be here that two seeds is not enough. You need three. Why do you need three? We'll see. Let's now look at the Gemara. The Gemara says as follows. So in other words, let's go back to the original case in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, if someone plant, if someone stores lefet and snon tachad and if the leaves are exposed, then it's okay. It's not considered like planting uh, planting vegetables in, in a kerem, in a vineyard. So the first, according to Chizkiah, he says that's specifically and, and limited to only those two products, lefet and snonot. This, uh, uh, this uh, turnip and radishes. Now, why is that? There's many different explanations. It seems to be everyone gives a different explanation. Reb Chaim says the reason is because they seem to be, they, they're not memaher litzmoach. They don't start growing very quickly. Okay, that's, answer, that's, that's his answer. The, uh, the Marafulda says is because these are the type of products that is the derech lahatmin, that they're normally stored in this fashion. And therefore, if one place you know, buries them by the vineyard it doesn't look like they're planting because that's that's their, that's that's what how people address or treat these products that's what another explanation 
the, uh, the Pnei Moshe actually uh, goes in a different direction. Um, and he says that, that uh, it's only specifically, I'll read Pnei Moshe inside. Only those two that you need to have the Ali Megulim. And only then is not considered Kilaim Zebazeh. Uh, because uh, then it's not considered derech shtila. In other words, only those two that are considered claims that we need the leads exposed. But I don't want to get too sidetracked with the Penemosha because I, I think he takes, a, again, another, another different derech in the sugya. Just for, it's again, sake for completeness, really, since we nearly mentioned everyone on, 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 on my daf, the, uh, the Rosh Surilio says, again, the Lefet and Snornot are different because they they are the, the heads the rush haroshalahem of the very they've got large heads and the shorashim the roots don't get so it's not penetrating getting mixed up again for some reason we've seen lots of different explanations Cheskia says the mission is being very specific by saying left it's not not however shard very law it's not the case meaning it seems to be it wouldn't be mutar except for Panemosha's opinion everybody else but it seems to be it's only lenient the by Lefet and Snonot. However, Yochanan says Losh Shniat makes no difference. He, he Lefet, he Snonot, he Shor called Varim, meaning the Mishnah has only happened to be mentioning Lefet and Snonot. Um, but it really is not being specific, could mention other things as well. So, what the Gemara is going to have, what we have to understand is then why did it happen to mention Lefet and Snonot? I think we might address that, at least when there's some opinions in the coming Gemara. Okay, fine. Now, the Gemara says, Manan Kaimi. Now, according to the, again, we learn generally according to Reb Chaim, and now the Gemara, according to Reb Chaim, now the Gemara is basically saying is, okay, what is the Chidush of our Mishnah? I'll read you Reb Chaim inside. He says, Why is the Mishnah telling us this case of a leftbit and snonot, the fact that it's, as long as its uh, leaves are exposed, that it is mutar, it means not, not an issue of kilayim. He says, what's the Chidush? Is it saying is it that the chidush is that if the leaves are exposed that it is mutar, or is it the chidush the other side, or the chadit the im ein miktzat alim mugulim asur, or is it the chidush is if the leaves aren't exposed that it is asur? Then it's what's the chidush? What's the chidush of the mishnah? Why, in other words, had we had not the Mishnah, what would we have thought otherwise? Is it the case that, they, in other words, would we have thought differently when they weren't exposed, or would we have thought differently when their leaves are exposed? What's the what's the what's the chiddush? So he says as follows: Imishum zraim beilan. If the chiddush is mishum zraim beilan, meaning a reader of Chaimian, the If the chiddush is that if the leaves weren't exposed, then it would be asur. Lamali Gefonot Snonot. Why are we mentioning Gefonot Snonot? Afilu Shar, here we've got Shar called Varim, Heilu. Reb Chaim says here, Lamali Gefen, Afilu Shar Ha'ilanot. Why do I need a Gefen? Any other tree would also have this issue. Meaning, in other words, my Hutzrach, I read Reb Chaim again, my Hutzrach Lamitne Tachada Gefen. Why do you have to give us a case of underneath a Gefen? Mishum Kile Kerem Hudasor. But in other words, you don't have to come into Kila Kemot from You could also mention the same problem with Shari Lanot, as the Isur. Mishum Dahashrashim, because if the issue is about the roots getting mixed up with the other roots, if it is completely um, covered over, then you don't need to talk about a Gefen. It could be any other form of Kilaim of, because you have a problem of Yarak Be'ila. Okay, so what's, so in other words, that doesn't seem to be the issue. Or if the chiddush is the opposite, if the chiddush is that 
that you don't want it to be planted there, meaning what? Let's just flesh this out. Reb Chaim says, if the ikara chidush de alim golim, if some of the leaves are exposed, then it is permitted because then it is clear that you don't want it to be planted. Then the Gemara says, lama li lefet utz nonot. Why do I need to teach us the case of both lefet and snonot together? Afilushar called varim. So again, I'll read your Reb Chaim again. The, the Havamina then is in our Mishnah that we're talking about planting both turnips and radish underneath the Gefer. Because they themselves are Asur Mishnah Kilei's Rhyme. Then they'd be Asur below Gefer, even without the presence of the Gefer at all. If if the actual chidush is laheter that it's mutar once the, the leaves are exposed, then litni left it greater. Just teach a case of left it on its own. Or minacher, or teach some other min. In other words, what is he saying is as follows. He's saying that if the chidush is, is that it's mutar once the leaves are exposed because it doesn't look like you're planting, why is the Mishnah teaching us both left and snow not together? Why doesn't it teach us just and leave it at that. Why do I need to teach both cases? What's the, in other words, how do we understand the Chiddush? So the Gemara says, that which Reb Chia taught, so the Reb Chaim understands it, the Sugya, he says, Reb Chia actually has a different understanding of the Mishnah or a different teaching. He says it's not just talking about a case of lefet and, and tznonot. It has to be specifically bundles, meaning leaves being exposed alone is not enough. It has to be that you've actually placed bundles in the ground, and then it's even more clear that you're not doing it for planting. But the way it's termed, the way the Reb Chaim reads the sugya here, is the fact that it's aguda shel lefet ve aguda shel tznonot means that we're talking about or, or, meaning or lefet, ots no not, either or. So therefore, when it says lefet, ots, the le, therefore, when it says in our mission, lefet, ots no not, it doesn't mean lefet and no not. We can also understand it means lefet, ots no not. So indeed, yes, the chirush at the end of the day is what? That if the leaves are exposed, then it is mutar because it is clear that you're not doing it for planting purposes. And the, don't, don't bring us a kasha why it's say lefet and sonoda because you should read it lefet or sonoda. And that's generally a lot of times you have Mishnah. When you see a vav, you're not sure if it means and or or. But he, he brought it out clear from the case of Agudot Shalefet. What's interesting here is some of the conclusions. I read the Reb Chaim. He says, so therefore, once you get to end the sugya, therefore what? So uh, I read your, this is now the grass. It says, Alma de'eno mutar mishrum kilaim rim So we see quite clear here that only things that you don't want to be planted, that it's clear don't want to be planted, like these bundles of turnips and bundles of radish, that's the things you're allowed to be tom and you'll be able to be store in that location. That's why the Mishnah mentioned specifically lefet and snonot, which is, if you recall, Rabbi Yochanan said, if you remember, Rabbi Yochanan says, it doesn't make a difference if it's lefet, it doesn't make a difference if it's snonot. It could be other vegetables as well. It's not limited to those. So therefore, why did the mission then mention lefedot snonot? Because these are examples, if you like, of these particular products that you don't want to take root.
Okay, but theoretically, then if you want to try and salvage Shittah Rabbi Yochanan, other things as well that might also share that attribute you don't want to take root would also share this halacha and Mishnah, which is interesting, by the way, because uh, Rosh Cirillo says, Hilkach, he says, actually, the conclusion, he actually reads this whole sugu we read, is not trying to probe what's Bechidosh of the Mishnah, but it's actually all behind the rationale of Shittah Rabbi Yochanan. So therefore, when he gets to this point, he says, Hilkach, hafilu shari arakot nami shari. We get to the we get to the end of the sugi and we see that the fact that it's dependent on aguda talia milta, since it's dependent on the way it's bound together and placed there, then that rationale will apply to anything, not just turnips and radishes, but anything else that you might bundle in such a fashion. If it's bundled and placed there and hidden under the ground, as long as its leaves are exposed, then it would also apply to other vegetables as well. And therefore, this sugi seems he says comes to the conclusion exactly like Shita Rabbi Yochanan. And does, Rabbi Yochan doesn't need any salvaging at all. Okay. So in other words, what do we do in this sugi? Just so we didn't lose track. We started initially with the machlok and Rabbi Chizki and Rabbi Yochanan, where the Mishnah is specifically talking about lefet and not. And then we asked, what's a chiddush of the Mishnah? And we said the chiddush of the chiddush of the Mishnah is to teach us that, despite the fact normally be problematic to be tormented, simply covered over by the by these um, to store to store our vegetables underneath a vine, because it looks like, because it might be run with problems of, you know, kilay kerem, as long as these leaves are exposed, or specifically in Rebichir, if they're bundled, then, um, then, it's, then it's quite clear, it's not an issue of hashrasha, of planting. Okay, let's continue. It says, when you deal with Shabbos, you can even take them out of Shabbos. Mishnah says, Paga Shatamna Ba Tevan. Now, Paga here is, um, is a unripe, uh, unripe date, uh, what is it, uh, unripe Fig, sorry, my mistake. Unripe fig. So you might taman, you might place it, you might cover it in tevin in order to let it ripen. So it was covered, it was covered in, it was buried, if you like, in tevin on Shabbat. Similarly, a charara, a thick cake, shetamna begachalim, that was uh, sort of kept tamun, covered over it in, in coals to keep it warm. In miktsata megulem, if some of it is megule, then what can you could do? You can grab by the megule, part and till Shabbos, you can pull them out of that pie, uh, out of the covering. Because the stuff that falls off the side that is mukta is what's called it's, it's, it's what's called tiltul minatsad. You're indirectly, if you like, moving it. it. Says v'im lav. If not, if it's completely buried, you wouldn't be able to take it out on Shabbat. Rabbi Lazar ben Tedai says benkach or benkach. I don't care if it's even completely buried. He can You can basically spear it with a skewer or a knife and then pull it out. And that's still, if you like, tiltul minatsad. Um, he says, it's not just Tiltul Menetzad, is because, I read Rebbe despite the fact by using a skewer to remove it, you're going to be moving some of the soil uh, or the, the straw or the coals, I should have said. Then we say, since the Tiltul, it's fine. So the first explanation is it's Tiltul Menetzad. So therefore, it has to be a little bit exposed. The other one, it says, it's Davashen Mitkaven Nefumuta. So he says, ah, if that's the case, that's in the Rebbe Lazarman today, so make hill that let's use a skewer. He's like Shita Rebbe Shimon. One's not allowed to drag a heavy chair, a bed, or this cathedra, which is like a, uh, like a big soft seat. Why? He's not to drag it along the ground on Shabbat because he's going to make a charitz. He's going to make a small ditch. He's going to dig, effectively dig on Shabbat. And Rabbi Shimon's matir, because once again, he's have no, you have no intention of, of making a pharaoh on Shabbat. You just want to move your couch from one location to another. And therefore, that's why Rabbi Meir is matir. So the fact that Rabbi Lazar ben Tadai says that what you can do, you can skewer it and pick it up and pull it out of this uh, the coals or pull it out of the... Um, 
the, the straw, even though it's completely mukta doing so, that is, that must be Shizat Rebbe Mer, because as we said, that's a Devar Shem Mitkaven. So Rav Ba Bashem Rav Huna says as follows, Rav Chai said Bashem Rebbe Reb Zeira, and Rebbe Yossi said Bashem Rav Hila, Modim Chachamim Lachachamim, the Chachamim agree, sorry, the Rebbe Shimon, the Kise Shiraglav Mushuko Betit, Shemuta Letaltalo. If you've got a bench or a chair, that is immersed in like clay, soft, like soft mud, we say, you're allowed to drag and move it. Why? Because as soon as you move it, the, everything's going to collapse on itself and it's not clear, it's clear you're not making a charitz anymore. Okay? So, so it says, Just as you're allowed to drag and move it, so you're allowed to put it back in its original location because even though what you're doing when you put it back, it's going to go, sink in and make a hole, that hole isn't, isn't uh, it's not so clear that it's a hole because again, it's in, it's in mud. So Amar of Yossi, sorry, we also see in our Mishnah why that the Chachamim agree with Rabbi Shimon. Because if you see in our Mishnah, we said you're allowed to pull out these radishes and turnips and, and the like from underneath the Geffen on Shabbat. You're allowed to pull them out. Aren't you making a charitz? Aren't you making a ditch? Ah, it must be what? It must be that it must be that underneath that uh, vi- underneath where the vine is, it must be really, really muddy. So that's why it must we, so we see a, even from a Mishnah, a Mishnah must be a Chachamim, it must be where it's really muddy, and therefore Chachamim agree with Rabbi Shimon in the case where it's really muddy. That's what that's, that's in other words, I've got a support for what that, that statement. However, Amr of Yossi Barabun says, no, I, you, don't, you, can't, you don't have to say Chachamim agree with Rabbi Shimon in that scenario, and you don't have to bring a proof from a Mishnah. Because our Mishnah might just simply be the Rabbi Shimon. He might be shit the Rabbi Shimon, who says, once again, and even if you say, on Shabbat, it's Motar. So one second, but one second, our Mishnah says that there's no issue of Shvit. Because if you recall, we said, if you plant these things by the, by the, oh, no, and, the, and the leaves are exposed, we mentioned all these halachas that are problematic either. One of these was Shemitah. The Havamin at this stage is that you don't have issue of or issue of svichim, meaning vegetables or things that grow after growth that grows on their own, they're asked to eat. So when it says anything that grows is no problem of svichim, but that doesn't make sense because Why? In other words, what he's saying, but one second, if you're saying Mishum Shvit, and the potential Isur is Sviche Shvit, and that's what the Mishnah is saying, you're going to have to worry about it, but Rabbi Shimon doesn't care about it, doesn't have the problem of Svichim Bichlal anyway. So again, you can't say our Mishnah is like Rabbi Shimon, because our, because our Mishnah is saying there's no problem of Shvit for these vegetables that along of these, as long as they were already exposed. And the, the assumption is we're talking about Svichim, that it's telling us, don't worry about Svichim in this situation. But Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold Svichim Bichol Mikre, so therefore Mishnah can't be like Rabbi Shimon. So we say, no. You said you've forgotten an important point. In other words, granted that he doesn't have the problem of, of uh, Isu Svichim, however, he'll still have a problem of Kedushat Shvit. In other words, this, the, the, Rabbi Shimon still has to, would have still had to address whether these leaves that grow from these turnips and radishes ha, have actual Kedushat Shvit. As we know from this year, we have to treat things very differently of Kedushat Shvit. So, which means, what does it mean? You don't have to worry about Shvit. If you want to say, I'm like Rabbi Shimon, it means you have to worry about Kedushat Shvit. So just to re- recall, in other words, just to recap, 
the um the the we saw above in the beginning just just above above this amud or where I'm looking the rabbah so I tried to say the chachamim agree with Shimon in the case of dragging a a uh, a couch through the mud if it's really muddy they agree with Shimon this because you're not making chametz and we try to bring a proof from our mishnah with the the fact that you can pull out all these. Uh, all these the heads, sorry, all these uh, turnips have been stored on the ground. Despite the fact it's making charitz, ah, this is shitat chachamim. It must be really muddy. See, they agree. And we said, don't bring a case for our mishnah. Don't assume it was muddy because our mishnah could be shitat Rabbi Shimon. But what about shvid? He doesn't care about tzvichi. Well, even though he doesn't care about tzvichi, he does care about dushat shvid. So, uh, in other words, our mishnah could always can still only be like Rabbi Shimon, and that's why you're allowed to pull out the turnips. Um, even, if, even though it's on Shabbat, even though it's going to make a charitz, and the, the, when it's saying the, it, when it's saying the the don't have to about shvir as long as the leaves were maguleh, meaning anything that grew on shmita is uh, from these stored turnips doesn't have kedusha shvir because again it wasn't considered planted; it was just stored. All right, that's the uh, shir. Go to everyone. Have a good. Uh,